0: I was just out and about. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet slipping Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, hoops, heads? Thanks for streaming today's Bet slipping Podcast. It's our NBA show. We're recording March 11th, Friday. There's a 10-game slate in the NBA. I have four best bets I'm going to run through for you here in one second. A quick recap on my um Wednesday performance. I took Thursday off, but Wednesday, March 9th, I went uh two and two in my four best bets. My um weekly record is down to four and six or is at four and six. My March record's at fourteen and eight and my a year long record or since we started this podcast in the beginning of the year um is seventy seven and fifty eight. So I'm not having a very good week. Um I might do a podcast tomorrow. Uh, If not, hopefully we can go 4-0 today and end this week profitable. Um, But I did go 2-2 Wednesday. I uh, hit with the Chicago Bulls, minus 5.5. They beat the Detroit Pistons 114-108. So just covered that spread by a half point. Um, Chicago did pull away in the fourth quarter, but it was an awesome seesaw battle back and forth throughout most of the game. So, if I'm being frank, I would say Detroit was probably the right side, and we got a little lucky covering with Chicago. Uh, the next game we took was the Miami Heat. We laid 4.5, actually closed at 3.5, but they lost outright to the Phoenix Suns at home, 111-90. Um, at the time of our handicapper recording this podcast, Jimmy Butler's status was questionable, so I took a gamble that he might play and we'd get a better number. Um and him missing wouldn't um wouldn't hurt the Miami Heat's chances that much of them covering. Evidently, I was wrong. Miami really couldn't score without Butler in the game. Um, they relied solely on mostly on Tyler Hero, who played pretty good, but um again they only scored ninety points, so not a very good effort from my Miami Heat, and uh, that was our first loser on Wednesday. Um, our second winner, we hit the Toronto Raptors laying two and a half, visiting the San Antonio Spurs. They crushed the San Antonio Spurs 119-104. to 104. Um, It was more back and forth, I think, in the first half. I'm having a little trouble remembering all the way uh, back to Wednesday, but uh, Toronto did uh, jump ahead and uh, win pretty convincingly there in the second half. And then the final game, which we bet and lost on, was the Washington Wizards. Getting four and a half points when they visited the Los Angeles Clippers, they lost one fourteen to one o nine, and this is a game we should have won. Um, uh, the Washington Wizards were up nearly ten points with like a minute left in the third quarter, and then Luke Kennard went nuts. Um, this game was a was down to only a couple possessions within the last like I don't know fifteen seconds, and then the the Clippers ended up um, covering and winning by margin. So the Wizards were the right side in this game, but I thought the Bulls were the wrong side earlier. So I'm okay chopping those two results and our two and two Wednesday record. And as I tweeted out yesterday when I um, didn't want to record yesterday's Bet slipping podcast because there was only a two-game slate, I also needed the night off because I'm not seeing it that well, I don't think, and I'm struggling a little bit this week. So... Hopefully, the 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 night off helped me uh, kind of refocus and, and uh, get back to my winning ways. Again, all my bets are uh, versus Typico Sportsbook Odds. They're the sponsor of this podcast, and they're a global sports betting leader that's now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's USA Today bet.com slash podcast terms and conditions do apply. You must be 21 or older to game. So please see typicos website for details. If you have a gambling problem, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey and 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay. So my four best bets for the Friday, March 11th slate is I'm taking the Los Angeles Clippers plus six and a half points visiting the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, this is a pick that I gave out on the uh, bed slipping podcast that I did with my co-host Nathan Beagle on Tuesday where we also discussed the Calvin Ridley situation, the current or the uh, this week's college basketball conference tourneys, and the uh, player, ch- Players Championship in the PGA Tour, so I already gave out this best bet, but the uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, excuse me, plus six and a half at the Atlanta Hawks, and then I'm taking the Charlotte Hornets minus two and a half visiting the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, my third best bet is the feeding, excuse me, the Toronto Raptors. They are plus five and a half, excuse me, uh, plus four and a half currently. On am um, so we'll grab the four and a half of Toronto, and then I'm taking the Washington Wizards plus four and a half as they visit the Los Angeles Lakers. But let me circle back and handicap these games uh, one pick by, um, by uh, each pick. Uh, so the first one, Clippers, plus six and a half. All the money is on Atlanta currently, but uh, the Clippers smoked Atlanta in their first meeting, 106-93 on January 9th. They won three of the four factors, and they were playing without – and I shudder to say this, they are playing without Luke Kennard and Isaiah Hartenstein, who are actually two, um, very, uh, solid players and, uh, key contributors to this Clippers team, which is currently in the playoffs in the West or seated for a playoff berth in the play-in granted, but still, um, they have a winning record despite missing Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for most of the season. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein is a big for, uh, the Clippers and, um, He's second in the Clippers and adjusted on-off net rating according to CleaningTheGlass.com, and Luke Kennard is third. Luke Kennard was like a big reason the Clippers um, beat the Wizards uh, most recently on Wednesday, and he really cost us that ticket. Uh, His ability to hit tough shots, crucial three-pointers, and space the floor Helps open driving lanes and 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 uh, keep Marcus Morris's matchups more one on one where he can he can do a little bit of damage, um, but LA is just much better and uh, effective field goal differential. They they have a they can shoot it from three and and they can defend the three pointer. Whereas Atlanta can shoot from three, but they are terrible in three point defense. Also, I question Atlanta winning by margin in this one because. The Clippers are, are uh, much better in close games. Uh, they're second in clutch net rating, and they have a 21-13 and straight-up record with a plus-17 net rating, whereas Atlanta's 12-16 and 16 in the clutch and 28th in net rating, a minus-16.5. So if this game gets close late, I love uh, the Clippers and, and head coach Ty Lue to, to keep it close and, and keep it within that 6.5 points that we're getting here. Um, also the Clippers just crush bad defenses. Atlanta's twenty-seventh the defensive rating. Um, and the Clippers are fifteen and six straight up versus bottom ten defenses. They have a plus five point nine non-garbage time net rating and a plus two point six ATS differential according to cleaningtheglass.com. Also uh, the Clippers like to get out in fast break or in transition. They're actually not very successful in doing so. But Atlanta has the second worst Facebook de- Facebook uh, fast break defensive efficiency um, or, or, or transition defensive efficiency, depending on how you want to say that. Definitely not Facebook, though. Uh, so Atlanta's bad in transition defense. They're bad at defending the three-pointer. Um, And I think the Clippers offense can find some success and their defense is usually pretty consistent. So we'll grab the Clippers plus six and a half as our first best bet. The next one, I'm going with the Charlotte Hornets minus two and a half. They've been steamed from a three and a half point underdog visiting the New Orleans Pelicans up to the current price. Uh, The Hornets are, let me figure it out. 32 and 35 straight up. The Pelicans are 27 and 39. Pelicans have cooled off recently losing three straight to Orlando Memphis and Denver. Um, Charlotte has lost back-to-back games. And in fact, they've lost three of their last, or er, seven of their last ten games. With the last two ones, were to Brooklyn and Boston. And three of their other losses included Milwaukee, uh, Miami, and Memphis. So these aren't these aren't terrible losses for Charlotte. So I thought the original Charlotte price, or I thought Charlotte would be getting a good price in the original number, but. I like it despite going through zero and making Hornets a road favorite because um, the New Orleans Pelicans are going to be without C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram has been sensational since the All-Star game. He's averaging 29 points per game, uh, 59% shooting, and has a plus-21 net rating and has looked like an All-Star. And he was an All-Star, I think, last year. The Pelicans are scoring 12.7 fewer points per 100 possessions when – Ingram is off the floor, which grades in the 96th percentile of wings. So, McCollum's or uh, Ingram's absence is going to be huge and McCollum has given New Orleans some good minutes uh, minutes since joining the Pelicans in February on February 10th. He's averaging 27 points per game on 53% field goal shooting. So, I'm not sure really how the Pelicans get offense and Charlotte's defense has actually played a little better. They've been a little more consistent over the last like month and, um, Charlotte's offense. But, um, I think there's just, um, I think we're getting a better price because Charlotte has lost a good teams recently. And, and new Orleans is a team that, um, I just, can't get behind without Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Also, it is a more profitable spot for Charlotte. They are four and three as road favorites, five and two uh, as favorites from one to two and a half points. And New Orleans actually has a losing ETS home record as an underdog. They're eleven and twelve against the spread, and they're twelve and f- or excuse me, two and four against the spread when getting one to two and a half points as underdog. So. Our second best bet would be the Hornets, minus 2.5. Third, we're going with the Raptors, plus 4.5. That's on its way down. I actually got it at 5.5. I'm st- still liking it at 4.5, so that's what we'll base my bet slipping record on. I'm not going to pass post. Uh, Toronto cash for us, beating San Antonio Wednesday. And then uh, Phoenix cost us some money by beating... Miami, uh, Wednesday, but Phoenix actually beat Toronto 99, 95, but couldn't cover as four and a half point favorites in their first meeting, January 11th, but Toronto was missing both Scotty Barnes, who I think is the second best odds to win the rookie of the year and has been phenomenal lately. And Gary Trent, who, um, was red hot earlier this season, definitely cooled off lately, but as a floor spacer and a guy who... Can knock down threes for the Toronto Raptors, so I'm also still into fading Phoenix without uh, Chris Paul. They granted, they did what uh, they had a very impressive victory beating up on uh, the Miami Heat in Miami the other night, but uh, Miami was also missing Butler, um, and I think Phoenix's defense just was able to to neutralize. Uh, Miami in ways that I don't know they'll have so much success against Toronto I actually think Toronto's top two is better than Phoenix's current top two and I mean Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam I'll take that over Devin Booker and DeAndre and if I'm being honest um, Siakam's been I think very underrated this season Van Vliet uh, made an all-star game rightfully so and Devin Booker's been great I have nothing bad to say about him and De- DeAndre Ayton's awesome too, but I just love how Van Vliet and Siakam have looked this season. We're getting some reverse line movement in Toronto's direction, at least earlier this morning. All the money and all the bets were on Phoenix, but the line was moving towards Toronto, so it felt like the odds makers were laying a trap at Toronto. Plus, I have questions about Phoenix's offense, especially against Nick Nurse, who's a defensive mastermind. Uh, he's Toronto's head coach, and Toronto also plays really good pick and roll defense versus ball handlers. They got the second best defensive efficiency in that spot, so I like Toronto's defense, especially against uh, Phoenix without their floor general. And it's just a more profitable spot for Toronto as well. They're eleven and six on the road versus winning teams, um, and twelve and ten. And one against the spread as a road dog, whereas Phoenix is actually four and eight against the spread at home versus winning teams, which I th- actually thought was pretty surprising. And they're sixteen and eighteen against the spread as home favorites, another kind of surprising number. So, or record. Uh, but a third best bet: Toronto Raptors plus four and a half. And then finally, I'm going back to the well with the Wizards. I'm fading the Lakers again. I'm taking the Wizards. Um, what is it right now? I think uh, it's plus four and a half currently on Tipico, which is a hell of a price because in my available options, I can only get three and a half. So if you're in Colorado and New Jersey, definitely grab the four and a half at Tipico with the Wizards. But um, the the Wizards were actually getting three and a half points against the Clippers the other night. And the Lakers are or the Clippers are much better than the Lakers. Now, I I know the odds makers feel as though they'll get pro-LA money regardless, and that's definitely the situation here. We're getting some reverse line movement, at least in the early morning markets, where all the money and all the um, action initially was on the Lakers, but um, the line was moving towards Washington. And, I mean, it, it just... Uh, It's pretty obvious, but I'm looking to fade the Lakers here mostly because of motivation. I mean, LeBron looks disinterested. The Russell Westbrook thing clearly isn't working out. And Anthony Davis is out with injury, and he's their most impactful and dominant player. Also, two of Washington's starters, obviously Kyle Kuzma and Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, were included in the Russell Westbrook trade, and they were on L.A.'s title team a couple seasons ago. So, you know they're motivated to show that L.A., to show the Lakers that they made a mistake parting ways with them, and honestly, the Lakers would be a lot better off if they just kept Kuzma and KCP in the first place. Um, Washington's also one and a half games behind the ninth and tenth seeds in the East, so they need this game like blood. And I don't think the Lakers have just the same motivation, despite them, um, despite them struggling and only being ninth or yeah ninth in the in the West. So. Um, I'm just going to fade the Lakers because they continue to get worse and worse. They lost at the Houston Rockets, a terrible Houston Rockets team, by nine points in overtime Wednesday. Shouldn't have gotten overtime. Uh, LeBron James just shot shot terribly, and if he's not sensational, the Lakers really just can't win. So um, I think he, LeBron could be good enough to steal this game outright. Um, I'm still going to sprinkle on the Wizards' money line. I'm, I'm also going to sprinkle on Toronto's money line. I'm going to sprinkle on the Clippers' money line. But I'm definitely hitting all their spreads a lot harder, and this one a little more so just because I could see uh, LeBron um, eking the Lakers past the, the Wizards in this spot. But I definitely think the Wizards plus 4.5 is a sharp line. So um, for for a quick recap, my best bets, I'm going with the Clippers plus 6.5, the Pelic. The Hornets, excuse me, minus two and a half against the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I'm taking the Raptors plus four and a half visiting the Phoenix Suns and the Wizards plus four and a half visiting the Los Angeles Lakers. And as I think about it, I'm taking four road teams on a Friday. Hmm. Don't know how I feel about it, but hopefully we can end this week in a profit. Need to go uh, 4-0 and to, well, that would put me at 8-6, and so a winning record for the week. Um, But... Um, just as a quick reminder, um, always shop for the best numbers. If you're not in Colorado or New Jersey, if you are in Colorado or New Jersey, please be sure to use our uh, sign-up bonus link before wagering with Typico Sportsbook. Also, make sure to check up for the uh, most up-to-date injury reports, and remember to do your own homework, whether you're fading or follow me. Following me, excuse me. Um, I might talk to you guys tomorrow. If not, it'll definitely be next week. But uh, good luck on your wagers. Out, Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast's Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.